Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we get started, I want to kind of get you know kind of get you up on what has been happening. Thursday night, my five-year-old had a what amounts to a severe seizure where eyes were up in her head, she wasn't breathing. I'm not gonna lie, folks, I was scared out of my mind. I could not. I just I thought this was it. When I look at the EMT, he looks at me. He's, he had that look like, mm-hmm. but she stayed overnight at Children's. She was in the ICU all Friday, and some upset that she came home yesterday. All the tests are clear, all the tests are clean, but they want to make sure that she's observed and everything like that. But I knew she was going to be fine when she came home and she signed the word for a hamburger. She had a hamburger probably the size of my fist, like a double cheeseburger and fries and a big old glass of water and just chugged it down and went to sleep. The hard part is when she was under so much anesthesia because of the testing, it takes a while to get it out. So a nurse actually said, and I never do this, give her Mountain Dew, that'll help her with the anesthesia. And it just happens. She drinks some Mountain Dew. About an hour later, she's her old self again. I'm like, oh, Lord, that is, I mean, it is a miracle she is here. And 
I know I'm all of us are housebound because of the pandemic, but it's one of those things that I'm going to spend as much time as I can with my kids as long as I possibly can before summer happens. But summer, they're going to be gone. It's out there doing, you know, having a good time. But with all that said, we need to kind of get to the topic at hand. Now, with the APDFL on hiatus until presumably April 18th, I know that the the 30 days will also extend it to the 30th of April, so we'll see what the league says about that. But we have much to talk to, much to talk about. I see that we have the first caller is Sherm Gillum. Sherm is the VP of the Crescent City Kings. Sherm, what's going on with you, man? Oh, man, I'm doing great tonight. How are you? I'm good, man. It's, it's been a hell of a weekend. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Bailey's doing all right. And uh, as far as my man Braxton, man, y'all give the man some ice cream and pizza when he acts for it. <laughs> he had his pizza today. Bailey, I knew she was feeling better because we, like, she wanted to go play catch. I'm like, you just had a seizure like two days ago. And she's out there, like, playing, like, we're out, we're in the living room, like, playing catch with the football, and she just, she was herself. She was a little tired, but, I mean, that shows the effort that she, you know, it's that, she loves football. It's her favorite sport. Like, she'll watch it all day. And I've sat there and watched it all day, whether she will only get up to use the bathroom or to eat. Otherwise, Saturdays are her thing. Like, and she watches film with me. She is that constant, like, I have to point things out, and she understands. She's fine, but she gets it. But I see that we are also joined. Who else is on the phone with us? Coach Torrance Boyd, Alabama Tigers. Towards Boyd. We are talking with me, Torrance Boyd, and Sherm Gillum. Now, as we wait for the others to call in, um, Coach Boyd, let me ask you this. Um, the Tigers are off to a 2 0 start. What would you credit that quick start to being so far in the season? Um, veteran players. Uh, got a team of, of guys that are uh, a little football savvy. Uh, I have a great football IQ, uh, understanding uh, the ins and outs of the game. Uh, also, uh, getting my getting my quarterback back from last year, uh, Dakota McDonald, McConnell. I'm sorry, McConnell. Uh, uh, we lost him in the first game of the season last year, preseason. So the season was kind of of a uh, a wildcat situation. We, you know, putting people in and just making things happen, and uh, we did we did fair, but nothing nothing to brag about. But the quick start this year is basically due to the veteran players. Now, Sherm, when you look at the hiatus between now and whenever the season picks up, how do you keep your players focused and motivated on the rest of the season? Well, well it's, players it's, have it's, uh, Facebook chat groups. I'm sorry. Face, we have Facebook chat groups where uh, players talk amongst themselves daily, uh, whether they're getting on uh, Xbox or PlayStation or whatever, camaraderie things, uh, playing games. But, but mostly just chatting it up together. Some of the players here are able to go to open park and, run routes and throw the ball, which, you know, was probably not the best thing to do, but, you know, they did it anyway. But 
uh, just keeping them together in comments in conversation because right now we can't be together in embodiment. Now, Coach Boyd, the same question to you. How do you keep your team together when the uncertainty of the rest of the season hangs over your head? Uh, Self-motivation. These guys are motivated to uh, – they are motivated to, to just be great or or to uh, just achieve something here in the APDFL. Uh, my guys, uh, like Coach said, we have a chat group. Uh, we post individual workouts where guys are working out and uh, they're challenging each other to work out and post videos. And uh, we have those guys that do that. And uh, like Coach said, it's just being just being able to to just speak amongst each other and uh, and just let each other know, you know, that they you know times are hard right now, but we we'll, we we'll get back on the gridiron. Now, Sherm, to you, um, you've been doing this either as a player who's a Hall of Famer or as a member a member of administration for pretty much over half of your life. Is it still fun? Uh. It's uh, 80% fun. When there are difficult times where, uh, you know, the bills got to get paid and, uh, you know, just trying to get the team to form the way that you want it when it comes down to practicing, travel, things like that. Not necessarily the financial part of it, but it's just trying to get uh, a cohesive group all together at one time to practice you. As much as much talent that there is around the, the APDFL, um, man, if your team is not uh, well prepared, then you're going to get beat up a lot when, from week to week. And uh, as futile as practice can be, we're, we're pretty blessed with, the, with with an abundance of talent. So that keeps us. Uh, that keeps us on a, on a steady path throughout the regular season. Of course, finishing off at the end of the year has been been a problem for us, but trying to work that out this year, we've added some additional players and depth in places that we haven't had in previous years. But is it still fun? Absolutely. Now, I'm not going to say this season so far, uh, even though we're 3-0, and it is down to man. It's worrisome because a lot of teams – are going to face uh, much bigger problems than just uh, this virus and things like that. Once we get back to playing, there's going to be a lot of obstacles. So whether your players are still in shape, we're not going to have much practice time from uh, the day that Bernard said we're good to go till the next game. Um, teams that rely upon themselves for the organization-wise to be financially sustaining, we're not working now. <clears throat> At least most of us aren't working. I'm still working. But for those of us we, you know, who rely upon uh, game tickets to get you from game to game, uh, your you know, personal budgets to help you travel, you know, those things aren't being saved right now. Uh, another thing, and this, this, this is a problem that I'm glad I don't have, for those that have players that the organizations that make their players chip in as far as putting up money for game day operations, those players aren't working either. So I'm not exactly sure 
how those teams are going to be able to function once it's time to get back on the field. So it's going to be challenging, that's for sure, the rest of the way on out. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Now, Coach Boyd, to Sherman's point, like you, I mean, first question I'll ask Sherman is the one I asked you. You've probably been doing this for a while. Is this still fun to you? Like, is the being around the get like the long trips, the tiredness, just the grind? Is this still fun at this point? Yeah, it, it, it's still fun. Uh, it's it's being able to be around these guys and uh, my coaches and my staff. Uh, and my staff and my coaches and my players also know that I am uh, – uh, I like to joke it up some, but it's uh, it's fun being there, being around those guys, uh, being able to, to speak with them and, and pick their minds. And uh, and, 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 and the, the travel issue, yes, it's, it gets tiring. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, we're in it for, the, for these young men, so – I mean, whatever we can get out of it and whatever these guys can gain out of it, it's a plus for us and a plus for the APDFL. And uh, football is 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 a big part of uh, this community, my community, and, and, and what I do. So uh, I do football probably uh, 10, probably the year round because I do it in high school as well. So this right here is just. Coach, are you with us? We lost you. Excuse me? Sorry, we lost you for a minute. Oh. The well, last thing we heard you it. say was, on high school was the last thing we heard you say. Okay, yeah, well, you know, uh, dealing with dealing in high school as well as APDFL, I, I do football probably year-round, so uh, football is exciting and it, it's fun for me, and uh, I don't see doing anything else, you know, uh, doing anything else – uh, besides this. Now, second part of it was Sherm had mentioned the financial aspect. When you look at the fact that a lot of folks like Sherm had mentioned aren't really working right now, do you think that there will be a lot of teams that will fill that pinch as far as the financial struggle or difficulty that might befall them? Yeah, it'll be it'll be a few teams that uh, that will feel that, that pressure uh, dealing from uh, – being able to, you know, being, having to chip in or to be able to pay for fields or anything of that nature. Uh, but uh, here our staff is pretty good. We're pretty good with it. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we only, we don't ask our guys, you know, to do as much as uh, some teams may be, you know, they take care of players' cards and things like that, and we try to take care of everything else. Uh, but it's going to be some teams that feel that pinch. Uh, not saying that they, they won't make it through it. And like Coach said, uh, a lot of players and, and staff and members are, are out of work. Uh, I'm not, like Coach said. Uh, so we're going to we're going to keep pushing. But yes, it's going. To, it's uh, some teams will feel the pinch. Now we are also joined by Mississippi Dynasty defensive tackle Lewis Ellis. Lewis, what's good with you, man? How you doing, brother? I'm all right, man. Just trying to, you know, stay out of the uh, public because of all this, you know, stuff flying around and being at the house. That's a whole lot of 
whole lot of stuff going on here. Um, now, one of the reasons that we had called these two teams together, uh, Lewis, was the issue with the last canceled game between Mississippi Dynasty and the Alabama Tigers. Now, this is what I know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lewis, that the game was at first canceled because of the county, because of the threat of the pandemic, but then the county relented and was allowed was allowing the game to continue. After about 30 minutes, there was a communication between the two teams and the game stayed canceled. So is this the, is this what you heard too, Lewis? Yes, that's what I heard. Uh, the county, like you said, the county canceled. They canceled the game, but then they said we can go ahead and play because they were going to let another team play on another field. And they said that they had, you know, I guess the head coach called the team and told them that uh, that, this, that uh, we weren't going to be able to play, but then he called them back 30 minutes later and they said no. Nah. Now, we're also joined by our dynasty linebacker, Jeremy Judge. OG, what's good, man? What's happening, y'all? How y'all doing this evening? I'm all right, man. I'm like all said, right, I'm just, just trying to stay out of this pandemic and, you know, at the house all all day. <laughs> <laughs> OG, when you heard of this cancellation, what went through your mind when the game was canceled? Um... I just, myself, really, I, it was a quick mix-up. But like I said on the on the last show, that um, they throwing scenarios out there. But this is the real scenario, and, and, and this is how I look at it, point blank period. They was coming from Alabama. They were so already supposed to be on their way. I mean, we found that out um, around about noontime. I want to say it was about noontime we received a text that the game might be canceled. But they never said that it was canceled to us. They was like, they weren't going to let us play on the field, but y'all hold on. Don't go anywhere. They never exactly said it was canceled. They said we might not be able to play. And said, don't y'all get out of pocket. Now, it was about 5 or 10, maybe 15 minutes later, after that, that he texts us right back and said, okay, we can play. We're going to call the other team and let them know that we're going to go ahead and play. Now, with that being said, I coach a team. I, I, I coach a little league team, and you know that. And anytime you have a destination to be somewhere, especially when you're, you're traveling three, four hours ahead of time, there's no way you're going to tell me that they got in the shuffle within 30 minutes. It wasn't even an hour had went by that all this transpired and they got back in contact with our coach. An hour hadn't passed, so there's no way you're going to tell me that. They turned around or all their players got ghosts. If you're coming to Mississippi from Alabama, I don't exactly know where they're out of, but, I mean, you're still looking at a three- three-and-a-half-hour drive just to Tuscaloosa. So if they anywhere further than Tuscaloosa, they were supposed to have been on the way anyway. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I saw a guy uh, make a post that they wasn't scared. It ain't about being scared. It's about knowing your place. Cool. Coach Boyd, your response. <clears throat> wow. Uh, okay. Uh, first of all, we were on the road. We had made a stop to grab something to eat. Uh, 
and then we had we had three or four players already in Mississippi that stayed over from Friday. Uh, we had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, ten players leaving the Mobile area headed that way, and the group that we had was uh, probably around thirty. Uh, and also, uh, I, if I, if I'm not mistaken, coach Lloyd called my assistant coach. He did not call me then. So while we're sitting there, my assistant coach comes to me and says, coach, they canceled the game. The second thing is I say they canceled the game. He said, yes, sir. So now all of a sudden I get a phone call from my general manager. She says, Coach, uh, Mike Lloyd just called me and said the game is canceled. He also sent me a, a, a message on Messenger that the game has been canceled. I said, canceled? He, she said, yes. So at that point, yes, I'm a little bit perturbed uh, about the situation. First of all is that, Mike Lloyd called my assistant coach. Mike Lloyd didn't call me. Second thing is, you called and said the game was canceled. I don't know when this uh, the countywide thing was was said. So therefore, when you called and said the game is canceled, you scream, you sent a message to my general manager the game is canceled. So the first thing she does is she gets on the line and catches those guys that are of leaving mobile that's the left mobile to stop them and have them to turn around because there's no need to, to continue the trip. Those guys that are in Mississippi, we contacted them telling them to go ahead, well, you know, they say the game is canceled, you know, see if you can go ahead and leave your hotel now and not be charged for another day. Those are the issues that occurred. Now, when we was in the ones when we stopped, yes, we stopped right there. I don't know how many minutes it was before he called back or whatever because he called my assistant coach again. So it's like one coach telling one coach and telling another coach. So I don't know what time it was called back to say that uh, we could play. But my thing is, if you were going to check to find out – check to find out if you could play at another another place, that should have been what you said what you should have told my assistant coach. Coach, we're not gonna cancel or coach uh Miss Marie, we're not gonna cancel it. We're gonna see if we can play it somewhere else. Not that the game is canceled. Then you come back in whatever thirty, forty five minutes or whatever and you say, Oh, we can play, we can play, y'all come on. Well, my general manager did what she was supposed to do. She contacted the players and got them turned around because it's no need for them to continue on and wasting a trip. Now, I don't know about, you know, it was a lot of people talking about, you know, being scared or whatever. It's no being scared, man. Y'all put y'all pants on the same way we do. So, no. you know, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's just Coach. it. Coach. Yes, sir. What's your name again, Coach? Coach, Coach, Coach Torrance Boyd. They call me Coach Nasty. Coach Nasty. All right, Coach What's like going that. on? You got it. Coach, I like that. And let me tell you that from what I heard from you, now it's the first 
person that we've actually heard anybody other than our coach say anything about. Now, right. saying y'all are scared, that's going to – I mean, we're going to talk to Noah. You know how that goes. Right? Oh, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You didn't right, get the name correct. Coach Nash if I'm not talking to Noah. <laughs> I knew that. Oh, no. But, no, I wouldn't. Uh-huh. But they didn't. They never said that. only thing he told us is he talked to the coach. He didn't say who it was or, or that. And that was the understanding we got. But I promise you, it wasn't even 45 minutes. Now, I agree with what you just said. I mean, he shouldn't have counseled. He should have just said, hold on, let me find out something different, and then we go from there. But the miscommunication yes, of the game caused, you know, everybody to be like on hold or, or waiting to hear. And then, like I said, it wasn't even like 45 minutes when he called us back and said, you know, we still can play. But that was just a miscommunication. And it, it, it really was. It really was. And I'm not, like I told them, you know, the only reason I made that post earlier was because, you know, really I don't, I, you know, I, I, you know, I let all the players and stuff jostle alone in the, in the, on the on the APDFL page. Every now and then I look on and see what's going on. But I was hearing my players talking about, well, coach, they said that you're scared. We 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 wasn't coming. We doing this and we doing that. And I just wanted to make it clear that, you know. You know, the Alabama Tigers, you know, I understand everybody, everybody, we spit talk, but you know what I'm saying, uh, we wouldn't, we don't, we wouldn't turn around or, or uh, turning down or any, any competition, anybody, any competition. And y'all, you know, right now, y'all sit, y'all sit above the, the, the top of the APDSL. Congratulations on all of that. But, uh, with that, with that, uh, 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 what is it, uh, David and Goliath? We that small that's gonna come to you. So you know we're not we're not turning down anything uh, you know, or running away from anybody. And like you said, it's just you know you know maybe it was just uh, miscommunication. We didn't get to the right people because uh, we were really excited about coming to Mississippi to play. Uh, you know, a couple of you guys were saying you know about the numbers, but I promise you we was coming with we was coming with thirty five or better. And uh, it's a bit, it's been a big turnaround. So you know that's why I, you know I, I was kind of upset about it because we really really want to come and and uh, test the waters. Now, Lewis, as I'm sure you have a lot to add here, so I'm not going to ask you a question. From what you heard, I'm sure you have a response, Lewis. You talking about from them about the games? Me? I don't I don't listen to the coach no Mike. I just showed the play. So I, I got the information from my wife that the game would count. I was actually in the yard cutting down trees and when I got the information I'm like, You lying So I never talked to Mike till like like you said, thirty minutes after I found out the game was counting, they put it in the electric group. Me I know one of, I think I know one of y'all coaches over there. Uh he told me that they were coming down. Uh, Joshua Hawkins, ain't this name? Yeah, big jo- yeah, big Hawk. Yeah. He went. To, he went to Hines when he actually hit me up the night before and said that they were coming. So I was. I, I kind of thought they were really on the road here to play too. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't think no team's scared to you know show up and play. Now, Lewis, to the aspect of the David versus the Goliath, I know that you had words with one of the Tigers players in. To use your quote, which stuck with me, you you told him that he could put his name on his ass whooping too. 
Um, when you had words with one of their players online, and you and you explained to him, quote, that he could put his he could, he could put his name on this ass whooping too. When you see uh, a like uh, an evolving team trying to step to the, step to the dynasty, what crosses your mind? Do you think that there should be a process of teams that get good to actually be able to face y'all on that level, or do you think that you just take on anybody that comes? I'm like this. I take on anybody that comes. It's like it's, they supposed to have confidence. They supposed to feel like they can beat us, but you know, at the same time, you know, I know how dynasty rolls. You know, I want you to have that. Uh, you you can hope some things you're gonna be there, but you know, it's it's just just come play football. That's all I can say. If you're gonna play dynasty, you better be ready to play and don't mess up. Done. Don't mess up on no phase of the game. Nah, we capitalize on all mistakes. Everything. Now, sure, like as someone who has to handle the logistic aspect of his team's travel. When you have to go out of state, how early do you guys leave? Um, and let's see, we, when we went to Phoenix City, Alabama, we would generally leave about 7 a.m. We'd get on the road. Uh, we get close to where we're going. We stop. We feed the players. Uh, we get into town. We get in the hotel. get the players in their room. get them off their feet. Uh, if we have time to have a team meeting before we leave to head to the field, uh, then we'll do that. There. But we generally try to get to, uh, we generally try to get to anywhere we're going, anywhere from four to five hours before the game, just so that they're not hopping off a bus or anything or out of their cars, just tight and tense. So we, we try to keep a uh, game day relaxed <clears throat> as much as relaxed as possible. So. For that reason, we leave. Uh, we leave extremely early. Now, I mean, I've always been of the same mind. Now, I wanted to also get Coach Boy's impact or his insight on this fact that, like, up until that point of was it week three or four in the season, there was not really much banter from the Tigers. Here's here's my thing. You've had players in the top 50. Last year you had a player in the top 12 in Harry Burke, and you had a player in the top 50 in Christopher Fowler, I think. Yeah. Um, what do you think there is that missing piece of getting the Tigers' name out there? Like it, it To me, it just seemed like this situation brought the name out when if you guys are 2-0, it should be more – conversation. I know that that might not be what you look forward to as a coach, but it makes it easier for potential sponsors. It makes it easier for potential recruiting. Like, where is the the gap between production and marketing do you think that should be breached, uh, should be closed by the Tigers? Well, the production part is that you have to win. You have to win. It's, it's no, it's no, it's no uh, other answer to it, and the dynasty has they have done that for years, uh, and the Tigers have to do that on a constant basis now. Uh, we have solidified our offensive line, which has been a problem with us for the last couple of years. But uh, we have uh, uh, around 10 or 11 guys now that have played strictly offensive line. 
So uh, the production part is 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 uh, is is getting better. Uh, we are out to a fast two and zero start. It wasn't uh, a pretty two and zero start uh, because of uh, you know being being able to to gel and come together uh, offensively. Uh, the first couple of games we were missing uh, two or three linemen of, again, but we got everybody in place now. Uh, the being being able to be marketed it uh like I said the first time you just have to win and you have to have uh a face a guys or that have uh, a face in the community or a face in the APDFL uh for the last couple of years we've had several guys that uh have you know had that production level uh now we're trying to get it as a team uh as one unit uh and and it's coming uh slow but surely we're coming and this year we think that uh you know after the uh the, sus the suspended season right now i think that uh we are on that that move i say that before from, from the uh recruiting level because like i said as a, as a writer i cover football at different levels. I have players who play at HBCUs who their college career is now over and they might be looking to like go into a regular job but still play football. A couple of guys from Tuskegee, a couple from Alabama State who are looking for homes to play as far as teams. And I mentioned that Alabama had a bunch of teams and I mentioned you like they heard of the majority of the teams. They hadn't heard of the Tigers. They're like, oh and a couple are close to where you are. So my thought would be kind of get the name out there more, not just for this controversy, but more of like, hey, this is a team that you should play for. Just simple thought. OG, to you, when yeah. you look at the layoff and when you look at when it's time to put them back on, how do you get mentally prepared to just say, hey, you know what, I need to go get this? Man, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's been rough because I usually try to get to the gym because of my age at least three times a week and, and get on uh, the swimming, get in the swimming pool, work out. Uh, it's, it's really going to be tough, but the good thing about it, and this is, I, I hope that all the teams are doing this, but this is what the guys in Mississippi Dynasty are doing. They're actually, they actually have been meeting two to three times a week. On their own, no coaches, uh, nobody out there telling them what to do. They know the playbooks. And see, this is what people think that, oh, Mississippi Dallas has just got good athletes. These boys are great athletes, but they also put in the work. And if, if you're a coach, you're a player, you're a sports writer, you know that that work edges out the ones that just sit around and just, it edges out the good athletes and the great athletes, just that little edge. And, I mean, they're there, and we all have been doing our part as far as working, and, and we ain't been hitting nobody or nothing, but we've been they've been putting helmets on and running routes, and they've had great practices. So it's going to be kind of rough getting back into the hitting part because we had started hitting. You know, you get that soreness, and you work your way into it by the, by the game. You know, by 34 game, you're good, but – you got to start all over with that if they let us go ahead and continue the season. So it's 
it's gonna be all right. I mean, they still staying fresh with what they doing. Just the hidden ball ain't there. Now, to Lewis, you had played your best game I've seen in a well. You played your most focused game I've seen where you just you know one you played a lot of snaps that game against the Blackhawks. Uh, I guess it's a two-part question. One, you you didn't seem tired after all those snaps. Is it something that you did differently in the offseason? And two, how difficult is it to keep up that level of play when you're facing like a four-week break? Not difficult, it's not different at all. But what I did different was I'm I'm 35 pounds lighter than I was last year, so you know I got a person like OG on the other side trying to stay on my back. Talking about you get big, you got to work out, and so. I feel like, you know, I'm going to give it a run at, at tip-top shape, and I felt good that game, and I actually was ready to play this game. Now, like I said, you like there was something different. You, you I don't know, it was something, you seem like you were more, you always told you seem like you were more intense on proving a point. You, you, you know, I got called out, so I, I hate when my name being called, and you feel like you can block it, you know. I had to. I did have a point to prove. I took a double. I took a double team the whole game. And still made a lot of plays. I saw. I saw you take a double team and spin off it and make the tackle. I, I don't think I've seen that at this level in a very long time. Now, Sherm, as a Hall of Fame offensive lineman, you've seen a lot of defensive players like. You've seen a lot of defensive tackles. What was the toughest type of defensive tackle you, you had to block and why? Um, probably once I got up in age, dealing with uh, dealing with very strong and fast D tackles. I mean, it just uh, you know, there's only so much smaller than than the man in front of you you can be. Uh, and as your speed and strength reduces and, and younger guys come up who's much faster and stronger, uh, you can you can probably out-technique them for so long uh, until, you know, until their strength and speed catches up to you. I mean, I've had, I've had one miserable game in Houston where it was just, it was hot and it felt even hotter because I had a, I had a young bull in front of me just, Man, it just made it. Uh, it just made it feel like it was 200 degrees out there. I, the, the, some part of me wanted was begging for a double team down inside, but at the end of the day, you just have to buck it up and do what you can. Do a little extra holding, you know, maybe a little trip here and there. But uh, and you have those days, man. Somebody, somebody comes along that's a lot stronger and a lot faster, and. Uh, you know, it just it it gets to you, but it's far and few between coming up in my day. So now, Coach Boyd, when a lot of people don't really understand how difficult it is playing football down south, especially with the the warmer weather, and in this league, you have a lot of dominant athletes on who span various teams. Now, where do you think that? the difference is in the South as far as regional football and what makes Southern football at any level different? Uh, Southern football makes it different uh, due to, if you're talking about the weather situation, uh, you have to, it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game uh, uh, playing down here 
with the heat and uh, being all the way into uh, the night air, still hot. Uh, the guys here uh, in the southern part of playing football, I think it's kind of more of uh, the aggression. I believe they, uh, especially on my team here, the Alabama Tigers, they uh, they enjoy the contact uh, and the being and being the competitiveness, uh, playing against each other and other teams. Uh, but like I said before, the, the contact is 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 the is the, is what separates. Uh, I believe the 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 difference in the <clears throat> in the South. Now, before I switch questions, I need to ask one more quick question, like Coach Ward, just to put a bow on the whole whatever controversy, whatever all this. Do you would you push for making the first game when the season resumes, going to Pearl and playing the Dynasty? Uh, I would push for the first. Uh, uh, if it wouldn't be the first game coming back into it. The first week that we have the makeup games, uh, I would push for that most definitely. Uh, uh, being able to to uh, suit up and and play uh, uh, one of the greatest teams in the APDFL and to get our brand out to let people know about the Alabama Tigers. Yeah, we will suit up anytime. Like I said before in my post, hey, we'll suit up on the side of, our, of the interstate in a gravel pit. It, we, we, it doesn't matter to us. Now, OG, when you look at how different linebacker has evolved as far as a lot of these linebackers, you know, a lot of these younger linebackers are more coverage type, lankier, quicker. What do you think, or how have you been able to adjust your game, and where do you think that the position is going to go in the next five, ten years? Man, I, this is the thing about the linebackers. And then the, the quick, fast linebackers are great, the, the ones that can cover. But just suppose that you get a team like uh, the Blackhawks, for example, they got a couple of great running backs. Uh, that size in the middle is going to count sooner or later on down the line. Now, the, the, the linebackers now, they're they're averaging about 220. Uh, I've seen some a little lighter playing. And, I mean, the, the, the lighter, faster guys are, are getting there, but what what's going to happen when you meet them pound them pounding ground teams? You know, the ones that's got running backs that weigh what the linebackers weigh, plus you got the linemen in front of them. I just think sooner or later that – uh, I mean, it's just hard to really, really say because the, the, the linemen are not going to get any smaller. I mean, you, they're just not. If you get small linemen, I mean, the game going to change a whole lot. You got going to have running speed, sweet wildcat teams. But as far as I'm concerned, you always going to need a boss in that middle that's about 250 and know what to do. Now, Lewis, a similar question to you. Like you have played football at just a, actually not just a bar, you play football at every level. You've seen the defensive tackle position evolve and change where it has gone from like your basic player types to guys that can actually get off the ball, guys with good technique and good footwork. 
where you see the position going, and how have you managed to either stay with the curve or stay ahead of the curve as far as being able to alter your game as you have aged? Well, just my game, I'm going to say, like, I'm just going to stick with my regular game no matter what. I'm like OG, like, it's, I think age, the older I get, the, the, the more I learn, and I can teach, and I can play better than these younger guys, so I don't feel like my game got to change, because I got the speed, I got the strength, and I'm smart at football, so I figure... If you got all that the same, you ain't got to change nothing. They got to learn your stuff or learn the, learn the way you play. And the only thing I can say is they making the deep tackles a little bit smaller than what they usually be. You know what I'm saying? They moving mm-hmm. like linebackers up to play defensive tackles. That's the only difference I can see, you know, changing the game. Other than that, if you got the strength to speed, I think you can stick with the newer generation. Do you think that the newer tackles are less talented technically, like they just go on pure ability and not as far as technique, or do you think that their technique is on par to what you were at that age? They think too much. They blocked already. You ever seen uh, what it was? What it was? Any given Sunday. Jim Brown told him we made this game dumb enough for you to understand. If you think too much of this football game, you blocked already because you're trying to figure out what you're going to do instead of just going to do it. So I feel like stop thinking and just play. That's the only, that's the only thing. They want to be robots. I don't like that robot. Anybody that come being a robot, you block. I say have fun. Like I have fun. I, and anybody tell you I have fun. I listen to the plays, but I have fun. I just do my thing. I'm not going to sit there and be like, Coach, uh, he's blocking me this way. I can't get over it now. I don't make no excuses. I get it done. I mess up, but I'm going to mess up going full speed. You know what I'm saying? And a lot sense. of players, a lot of players, a lot of players hate to mess up, and they're scared to get, you know, cussed at. Man, I don't be listening. Nothing they be talking about. They talking crazy to me. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm just going to play my game. If you get took out of your game by a coach, you know, get down up on you, then you lost. So, I agree. Now, Sharon, to that point, like to Lewis's point about the a lot of the modern guys tend to think a little too much. Do you think that's from less hard coaching or less technique being taught? Like guys will, you can see a receiver. I have seen it. I've seen it recently. I'm not gonna say the guy, but I saw in a game this season where I could look at the receiver. He counted his steps on his route. He counted them in his head because he looked where he was gonna run. Um, I think it's when you when you start overthinking that that means you don't have uh, much confidence in your ability. Uh, the young man said that he just goes off to play football. That means he has full confidence in his ability to deal with the person in front of him. Uh, practice these days, uh, the way a lot of these younger kids uh, um, don't make full. Practices, man, it, it's hard to teach them proper techniques. So most of them have to go out there and do uh, genetic, gen- generic uh, techniques. Of course, most G-tackles, their only job is to make the linebacker look great. So uh, 
you know, if you don't have much confidence in your ability, then you, you go out there and really start overthinking things. And, and that means, you know, you're in for a long evening because, I mean, the person in front of you is basically having fun at your expense. Now, Coach Boy, to, to that point, when you see the modern player and the overthought, how do you drill that out of their head? Like, say, hey, just go play. Well, the thing about just getting the guys to go play is just, uh, like I said, you know, you got you have to stop thinking and just react. Uh, football is just like uh, uh, playing third base in baseball. It's no way to teach it. It's a it's a reaction. Uh, you see ball, you get ball. Uh, if you're like Coach said, running like you said, running routes. Uh, it's just something that's that has to be uh, normal. It has to be just. Uh, it's nothing that you uh, <clears throat> that you can you can count on. You know, like you said, counting steps. It just has to be a natural ability. Uh, you have to get the guys to understand that. Uh, Get off the chalkboard and just become a player. I agree with that. Now, Lewis, if you could go back and give yourself advice at age 18 as far as what the first thing you should focus on in this game, what would it be? If I can go back to 18? Mm-hmm. I, I, I really wouldn't change nothing about my game. It'll be – I'll still be playing a little bit longer you know, on that uh, top level. But, I, you know, I just work more on my hands, you know, my ball get off and, you know, that's most mainly what I had to work on. You know, I had to learn that when I got up in age because I went through college because I signed with a uh, D2 school. And I was playing off straight talent, not being taught. I didn't learn until I got to that next level and I started to work all the mechanics and I saw how – how 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 I could, how did um uh, how how I come off the ball and um uh, how I make plays how I read how I read and find the ball, but I wouldn't change too much because if it ain't broke don't fix it. I like that. I like that. OG, what same question to you? If you go back and you could give your 18 year old self advice about playing this game, what would it be and why? Well, I, this is funny that you ask this question because I most of the time that I played football, I actually walked on. Uh, when I left high school, I didn't get a scholarship, and uh, I walked on at hands. So I've always been determined to be better than whoever was in front of me. So I guess uh, if I could say I could change something, My size, because I was always like, I, I didn't weigh but 100. When I left school, I weighed, when I went to college, I was 200 pounds playing middle linebacker. So, and I and I had to get, work out and be stronger and faster. And I, and I think that uh, when I got the hands, they helped me work on my speed. So I was always determined. And it's, it pit, sort of piggyback on what Lewis said. I studied things. Uh, I, I watched plays. I watched different linemen. I watched what they would do. But it was one thing that I was told uh, when I joined the APDFL that helped me out, Coach Cooper. I never heard it. 
I never heard anybody tell me this over the, the 20 years I've been playing ball. And it was the only thing he said to me. He said, if a lineman step forward towards you, it's a run. If they stand straight up, it's a pass because linemen are too clumsy to stand up and then come get you. It's either or. If he step, if they take a step forward, it's a it's a run. If they stand straight up, it's a pass. So that helped me with being a student of the game, just listening to what he just said, and that took uh, a second off of what I my configuration of what was going on. So people say I heard a lot of people say last year, you know, you play pretty good. What do you do? I mean, just I pick up on little things, and they help. So I study a lot more now than I did when I was coming up. Now, sure, the same question to you. If you go back to age 18 and give yourself, like, that piece of advice about playing this game, what would it be and why? Um, I would have to say keeping your body in, in, in better shape, uh, staying conditioned, um, studying the game a lot more, um, helping those uh, helping those that need help uh, on the team, especially at your position. I never played defensive line, but I know that uh, when, when we talk about players thinking, when, you, when you're a center, you have to think because you have to call out specifics. Uh, you have to probably be the second smartest person on the offense next to the quarterback. But if I had to, uh, if I had to go back in time uh, to make myself better, I would say uh, taking much better care of my body uh, <clears throat> and probably studying my craft a lot more than I did. Coach Boyd, same question to you. If you were 18, what would, uh, if you go back to your 18-year-old self and give, advice, give yourself advice, what would it be and why? <laughs> oh, getting back to 18 and giving myself advice. Uh, pick, uh, just think, just saying what some of those guys talked about, being uh, knowledgeable of the game, uh, understanding uh, the ins and outs of the game, what to look for. Uh, one of the biggest things that I learned when I got to college was hand placement, uh, being an offensive lineman, uh, understanding, I, you know, I knew inside the titties and, you know, and, and that placement, but getting them up and when they're getting knocked. And we – when we look at Lewis, when we look at the college game now, and we look at the pros, if you follow college now and you follow the draft process, what player do you like coming out of college right now? Or if you don't follow college, what player to pros do you follow closest as far as looking at technique, as far as enjoying their game? Lewis, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. You, he, I, oh. I, I wouldn't. I was diddle my son. Ask that question again. Um, if you follow college, what college player do you, if you if you do, which guy in the draft do you think that you would follow in the pros, or if you don't follow college, which player in the pros do you kind of keep an eye on as far as technique and as far as when you enjoy watching now? 
Well, I don't follow college, and I don't follow a player that's in the pro. I just, when I watch football, I watch my position to see how, you know, the new generation working um, on the D-line. But other than that, I just watch to see whoever's playing that game or whatever game I'm watching. I just watch, you know, like I said, the whole D-line, watch it, take it, see how they move. Sounds good. Well, mainly, now, oh, 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 sorry. Oh, go ahead. Offensive, well, I'm mainly watching the offense to see where the ball going to go. And it's like I catch myself doing this. My wife wants to be a coach so bad. I catch myself doing this. I tell her, I say, the play going to go this way. And she be like, how you be knowing it? I said, I've been playing football so long that I just know where the ball going. Like I can see what lineup they got, and I know they're going to go away from their blocking. So. But I don't, I don't follow no players, so I just watch football. Hey, nothing wrong with that. OG, same question to you. Man, I watch um uh, I watch all the linebackers uh that's coming out of college, man. I um uh, it was a guy uh he played with the uh his name was France uh Francis Bernard. He ran From uh Utah. Yeah. 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 If he get his time down, he's a great linebacker. His speed, if he make it, his speed is going to hurt him in the NFL. If if they, I mean, if he make it. I mean, he he did a lot of good things in college, and I thought he was actually faster than what he was. But, man, he ran a 4.840. And I was like, wow. And then there's Tom Bradley. Huh? I can run that right now. I know, right? Me too. And then it was Sean Bradley. He was a good linebacker. From so, yes, right. So I'm, I'm, they gonna, they, their speed don't hurt them. Then again, it might not. But the other one, uh, he, he got to do better with his speed. It's funny you mentioned Francis Bernard. I had a uh, one of my writers went down to the uh, Senior Bowl down in uh, Mobile, and he was saying how every scout had said that is the only hangup that will cost him. They estimated between three and five million dollars. Yeah, he got to be. And I mean, I, I'm telling you, I I watched him all year, and you never would think that that's how slow he was. I mean, hell, we I watched him all year, like I said, and he was getting to the ball pretty good. But when I saw that in the combat, I was like, oh my god, is he gonna even get picked up with that speed? He'll be a late guy because there's such an there's such a lack of inside linebackers like talent. I watched his teammate, uh, Bradley and I, the defensive lineman, number six. He's going to make some money. He'll make some cash. The Samoan dude, he'll make some dough. Yeah. Uh, Sherm, to you, if you if you follow college, what players you see, or if you don't follow college, what pull, what players in the NFL do you kind of focus upon? Coming up through the years, I've always followed basically whatever position I was playing. Um, I didn't always play center. Of course, once I, once my weight progressed enough for me to stop uh, having my glory days at either running back or receiver or tight end, I'd start following players like Tony Baselli when I played tackle or uh, Damani Dawson at center. Just seeing how those guys uh, perfect themselves and uh, keep themselves uh, amongst the elite. 
uh, in their time. So I just basically, uh, I, I love all aspects of sports, but in order to make myself better at what I was doing, I would have to check out the greats such as those, Baselli, Damani Dawson, people like that. Coach Boyd, same question. I think we lost Coach Boyd. Um, now, Lewis, to you, when you look at everything that's happening as far as the pandemic and everything like that and all the information, and you're in Mississippi, um, the governor said how he's not going to enact any stay-at-home type of policies. For the people at home who have heard horror stories about Mississippi politics, how off is this guy? Hey, uh, I actually know him personally. My dad had worked with his father like 40-plus years when I was a kid growing up, and I know him like personally. Like I said, as a person, they family cool. But, you know, some folks might look at it and say they racist and all this. So as uh, I see that he's leading our state, and I feel like that ain't for him. I told my dad, I actually told my dad the other day, yeah, he should have stayed out of it. I don't know why they voted for him. He can't run the state. They should have kept, uh, I think he was, I, I forgot what he was doing, but everybody, don't nobody like it. Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. Um, do you think that he'll be a one-term governor? Yeah. He would. He would be a one-time, one-term governor because if you had an offense, you would close it down and, you know, let everybody lock the, lock the whole state down. If it was me, I'm going to say it like this. If it was me, I would lock the whole state down so we could get over. Now, we were, uh, we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago with a couple of your teammates, a couple of people just Mississippi itself. Um do you think, like, somebody had floated the idea of, because you got schools like, um, I know Carolina, I am, who are going from HBCU uh, conferences to, like, the Big South. You have schools like um, Hampton, who are also going to the Big South. Do you think there's enough reason to let Jackson State find their way to the, uh, Conference USA or the Sun Belt Conference, or do do you think they need still need to build more to get to that point? To tell you the truth, they they really need to build more, and they need to get their stuff in order in house because you know they could be a great team with the talent that they got here, but the thing is that what what killed them is they don't even recruit at home; they go outside of this outside the state of Mississippi and go get all these players that really can't play, and they have, they. They got all the talent right here at home. And to tell you the truth, I, can, I tell you what they're going through right now. They're going through the, through the comedy curse. You had a winning coach, and you fired him for no reason. I ain't never heard a coach get fired for winning. That's the only coach I know they got fired for winning. Ever since they fired the dude, they've been going down. So I don't think they can make it until they get their uh, stuff and all at home. Now, OG, when you look at the pandemic as far as you being a truck driver, how has that 
personally impacted what you do? Well, it really hadn't affected what I do um, versus the where I work at because I work in the woods, man, and I'm more worried about I mean, I know it's a real threat, but I'm really just a real, I ain't going to say I'm antisocial, but I really don't mess with a lot of people anyway. I try to stay out of people's ways. Uh, I'm really a country boy at heart. Uh, I go to work, pick the kids up. Uh, I'm at the house anyway by a certain time, and I don't I don't come out at night no more anyway. So it really ain't affected me as far as my work. Now, if they decide that they're going to shut the meal down that we haul to, then it, it'll affect us in that way. But as far as right now, it really ain't done too much to what I do uh, anyway because we, we work out in rural areas anyway and haul back to the meal so right now I'm okay <clears throat> follow up question OG um, a better truck International or Kenworth Kenworth oh man yes indeed they should stop making International yeah, international is uh what we call what what us country boys call it's a ten letter word for a shit spreader. They use it on the farm to, to pull the manure around. <laughs> My father was a trucker and he passed in nineteen ninety eight to the day he died. He hated international trucks. He was always a Kenworth guy. I learned to drive a car by driving an eighteen wheeler. Man, you hear some guys say they rather push or pull a, 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 a Freightliner or a Peterbilt or a, a Kentworth than drive an International. They rather push or pull it. Now, Sherm, when it comes to the shipping business, um, what is one thing about your business that would surprise people as far as as far as what you do and who you have to deal with? Well, in my line of work, we supply uh, merchant marine vessels. These are ships that come from all over the world uh, to our ports to unload cargo, take on cargo. Um, these ships don't have specific schedules. They, they come in, uh, they do their business, and they're gone anywhere from 12 hours to three days later. So in our business, in our shipping business, we have to, everything has to be on, stay on your feet. It's a 24-hour-a-day job. Even when you're home sleeping, you're susceptible to be, you know, being called and having to get up and go somewhere. Uh, when they come in, they take on their groceries. They take on their mechanical stores. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not up to, performing the job as far as getting them these things, then another company will. Uh, as you know, I've been doing this for over 30 years, and uh, it's a time-consuming. Actually, it's a life-consuming job because you can put in, you can get in the string of putting in 70, 80 hours a week. Um, I love it. I'm what I do. And... Uh, at this point in my life, I, I'd be hard-pressed to say that I would want to switch into going into something different. 
Um, right now, I don't necessarily drive. I manage the operations of a ship supplying company, and I like it that way. I don't with that. Now, Coach, are you there? I'm here. All right, Coach Boyd. Um, no, this is one of the um, players. Oh, who who am I talking to? That one, Watson. All right, let me ask you a quick question. Um, what is the biggest challenge that you have as far as a football player right now, as far as during this pandemic, like the break? I mean, I'm, I I really want to say my foot because, like, I'm still, like, recovering from breaking my foot, like, a couple of months ago and just sitting around working, like, not exercising, like, probably that would be the biggest fear. Okay. Just, all right. Um, Lewis, I uh, would go one more quick around. Lewis, what is one vacation when all this ends? If you go on vacation to any place with you and the family, where would you go and why? Well, I got a vacation coming up, and I hope I can go there. I'm going to Jamaica, but I'm going to wait till after the season and go about. Um, I'm going to go, and I think we're going to go in October. Uh, that's just somewhere my wife want to go. That's the reason why I've never been. So I just think it's, the trip would be a nice trip. It's a good time, and the food is the food is really good. If you like spicy food, it's good for you. It is. I'll try anything. And it is good, and the beaches are good. OG, I know that you said that you don't really go out much, but if you could take the kids on one vacation, where would you go? Um, they got a. Uh, I'm actually going, and it's because of them. Uh, I'm taking them to this uh, that giant aquarium in Atlanta. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, that's been a place they've been wanting to go. They were too small here uh, for me to handle going, but I'm going to take them this year, and uh, we're going to enjoy it. So I've really never had a vacation long as I've been living. I'm scared to tell. I hate to say that. I don't do anything but work. But they're getting up in age, and I want to have some memories with them. So that's the first trip we're going to take. I feel you. I have two little ones. My daughter's going to be six in June. My son's going to be four in September. I haven't taken a vacation since my daughter was a year old when we went to Disney World. I, I work and just, it's more of like after this weekend and seeing her like in that hospital, uh-uh. the next opportunity to take a vacation, it's time to take a vacation with these kids. Um, yeah, man, I'm sorry to hear about that. I don't mean to cut you off, but uh. Well, we prayed about her. No prayers to her. I hope she's gotten better too. Oh my God, bro! She when she came home, first thing she wanted was a double cheeseburger. Double cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> and like an adult double, not like a kids one. She had an adult one, and so she ate it. And she had like a soda, and she had fries. Gets up this morning, wants like eggs, and her her appetite is bad. Her brother would eat anything in the house anyway, but. She is looking like her old self. I and bro, I was not lying to you. I was scared. I was scared. Her eyes opened her head. I was like, nah. Mm. I was. I thought that was the end for her. And I just, I'm not. It wasn't her time. Like as a parent, it, it's one of those things where you look at you like, you make promises, and you're like, you know what? If she does this, if she comes through, I will do this, this, and this. And you, it's one of those things that. 
Whew. Now, Sherm, what is one of the one of the vacations you want to take? Um, I myself would probably say Jamaica, maybe Dominican. Uh, my kids are grown, so I'd be traveling alone. So I would say one of those spots, maybe. Uh, yeah, I would say either Dominican or, or uh, Jamaica. I actually wouldn't mind that, but I mean, for me, I would want to come see like if I could get like a weekend off, I, I would come see one of y'all names. It just being, because I know that no matter where I find myself down there with with any of all y'all games, I'm gonna find good food. Like there's gonna be, you can't go to any place down south and, and come up with crappy food. You get a look hard for bad food. Now, <laughs> before we get out of here, I want to thank y'all all. Huh? I'm sorry. I said in a little while, uh, you can come get some good food in New Orleans and watch the Kings and Dynasty go at it sooner later. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. that that's that, that that game will be fun. That that one I need to see all the lives, I need to see all the cameras, I need to see that will be a game that I honestly that will be Just long they pay the biggest... this year. See here we go. <laughs> hey man, I'm like Everybody's gonna be on. Don't worry about that one, my man. It's gonna be y'all. So this the king. This the king coach. Uh, this is before we go. This the king's coach on here. The VP, yes, sir. Well, this yeah, the only coach. Coach. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell on. Tell on.
my hope is like one of these days to be able to take a couple of weekends off and like because I want to see games at Pearl. I want to see games in New Orleans again. I want to see games because it's just the atmosphere is different. Like I can watch the games here, but I'm a thousand miles away. Like when y'all are playing, it's snowing here. Um, there like about was it a month ago? There was about I'd say about eleven inches of snow on the ground. Like pretty much snow up to your ankles. Not ankles, but like the middle of your shin. Um but I wanna thank y'all for definitely joining me tonight. It was it was fun. And the best of you, the best of your families, stay healthy. We're keeping good thoughts for everybody. Thank you, too. All right. You guys have a good night. Thank you. This has been an episode of Under the Hammer. Be good to yourself and be good to each other. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus